It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Serious happened here a long time ago. Yeah, these are serious rounds. Might be serious guns here too. Welcome to Fear Me. Fear Me. You just see me. Hi, I'm Kim. Stuart. And Scott. And thanks for listening to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 63. So how's it going, Scott? Um, well, I had a filling fall out of my tooth today, so every new breath is like a new lightning strike. Huzzah! That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Seriously? So, yeah. So I've had a great day. Okay, so if we hear you squeal, we know why. If you you understand the tears now, yeah. Okay. Um, well, hopefully that uh, beer has enough alcohol in it to it is, soothe it's that pain. It's working its way down the other side of my mouth. Um, <laughs> God. <laughs> no, it's it's okay. How's everything going with you guys? Pretty good. How's Atlanta? You guys get rain? Tons of rain today, but not too bad. No, it's been storming all day. Yeah, not all day. Yeah, pretty much all day. It's been pretty much all day. Well, it's been raining all day. It's been like Portland all day. And now we've got the thunderstorms that are finally rolling through. And um, I've had a week of traveling and stuff. So now I'm happy just to be home and hopefully just work and back to the normal schedule. That's right. So, Scott, what are you drinking? (laughs) Okay, Kim. Um, (laughs) Finally, finally, the Queen City here in Charlotte made it on it to a can of beer. Yay! Catawba Brewery from uh, Morganton, North Carolina made a CLT India Pale Ale. Okay. Nice. CLT is the abbreviation for Charlotte, the airport abbreviation. Uh-huh. And it's it's not bad. It's not bad. It's a it's a pale ale. It's uh you know, it's it's moderately strong. Good flavor. It's just nice seeing my city on a can. <laughs> and I like the can. <laughs> That's how you want to see your city. The can looks like a Batman thing. I think it looks like a malt liquor can, but nonetheless, yeah. it's a good beer. All right. Good. How about you guys? What are you drinking? Whew, the one we're drinking is a doozy. <clears throat> it's called Southern Juice India Pale Ale. Wow. And this is from Jekyll Brewing, not brewing, brewing, mm-hmm. which we've um, we've sampled some other of their beers. But this one is super potent, but it's good. Yeah, it's, it isn't. It's Jekyll Brewery, which we confused to be from Jekyll Island at one point. Right, which is actually not. Alpharetta, which is just north of us. It's just uh, outside of Atlanta. But it's actually a cooler name than Alpharetta Brewery. I it think. is. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, what's it's the, uh, what's the, the potency beach. of your super beer there? It's a 6.3, but it's just, well, um, right, but it's it's uh, Is it's it popping tart. with flavor? It is, and smell. The aroma is very potent. Mm-hmm. And um, I will say I was drinking one at dinner and had to stop. I had to go for a, a lower... You know, beer like PBR. I see. I see. 
<laughs> you <laughs> grabbed some water. I did, pretty well, much. The water of beers. <laughs> I did. Um, and now nice. I'm back on it. Cool. So it's super good. Good. It's just potent. Yeah. All right. I have it, to try it. You got to give me some. A little bitter, but it's good. All right. By the way, I wanted to mention to you guys, speaking of beer, I don't know if you've ever watched the uh, Brew Dogs show on TV. Mm-hmm. No, I've never heard of it. I'm not sure what channel it's on. Is it Bravo, maybe? One of those channels. Uh, it's these two Scottish brewers. They have a brewery in Scotland that uh, they go to different places and they make these real exotic beers for like like different cities and stuff like that. Like one they had last night I was watching, they were in Vegas and they were going to make the world's most expensive beer. <laughs> nice. Put gold yeah. in it or something? Yeah, oh yeah, it had all that stuff. It, it was amazing. I mean, I think the beer cost them like uh, two or $3,000 to brew just Holy a bottle. Holy cow. A bottle? A bottle. Oui. Yes. Okay. Yes. Anyway, it's a cool show. It's a lot of fun. The guys are hilarious. Um, but I also thought it was kind of cool. Is, um, it's actually, uh, Brew Dog is the name of the brewery in Scotland. And uh, Stu, our brother, is one of the part or stockholders of the company. Oh, okay. How do we get yeah. in on that? We got to get in on that, I guess. Well, you'd have to ask Sean. Okay. I guess you know right. somebody. I do. Mm-hmm. He's in the know. Just just tell him to get you a t-shirt. That's okay. good enough. Yeah, that's, that would be Oh, that would be awesome. Uh-huh. Straight from the brewery. Cool. We'll check it out. Okay, so I guess we're going to get into it. We are going to be reviewing The Walking Dead Season 7, Episode 12, Say Yes. Say Yes. Okay, before we get into it too much, does anybody know what the Say Yes thing even means? Um, There were a lot of Say Yes things in there. I think I do. Okay. I think it was was more Rick trying to hit Michonne on staying out longer. He kept saying, come on, let's stay out longer, stay out longer. Uh, okay. And then okay. finally, in the end, she finally says, you know, we don't have to go back yet. I thought it was more, I thought it was deeper than that. I thought it was, you know, like the the 16 candles scene where they're in the um, gymnasium and they're eating their chili mac over the candles uh-huh. and they're getting all deep into like what their relationship is about. I thought it was more like say yes, you'll stay with me. Mm. And then that theme continued to the car ride back to Alexandria when Rick was saying, you know, one of us might not make it. And she had to say yes to understanding that that could be a possibility. Uh-huh. And then there's Tara who had to say yes to herself that um she was going to tell Rick about the Oceanside group. Um, And then Rosita, she's Rosita, Rosita Mm -hmm. had to say yes to actually making a move. And then so did Sasha. She had to say yes to Rosita. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's good. And there was one more. There was one more. One more. Oh, junkyard dogs. Yes. The junkyard dogs. Because Rick said, say yes to their deal. Exactly. When he upped the ante. Which is what the junkyard dogs said to him when they first met. Exactly. Well... I obviously was not paying attention. <laughs> Our producer, Stuart, was sitting on the couch not paying attention to that part. He was sleeping. I completely forgot about the Jadis say yes part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be, that's the obvious one. I think that was the main reason it was called say yes. Yeah. But, but no, yeah, I mean, yeah, the title being it's, it's more um, linked into a lot of the other things that were going on, I, which I, th- you know, I, I agree. I actually think, Kim, now that you brought up all those other examples, that I think it, it applied to the whole episode. It did. To all those issues. There was a lot of people having to say yes to stuff. Yep. And moving in a positive direction, say yes. Yeah. It was kind yeah. of like a turning point episode. Mm-hmm. A lot of people had yeah. to make some very deep 
dark decisions. What? And someone had to say, yes, that deer looks okay. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Who said yes to that? That person should be fired. I think it's like their new intern, don't you think? Come on, Nicotero, you got to do better than that, man. You're a special yes. effects guy. You had to say yes. I'm thinking because it's like the seventh season, they're like, it's all going fine. Let's just have the newbie come in here and do that part. Kim, it was it was it was so bad that it it really was worse even than the than the junkyard background yeah. that they gave Rick a couple episodes ago. Okay, Agreed. and just yeah, ex- explanation. This is the deer that um, <laughs> Rick. Rick is up on. In the carnival. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's up on the Ferris wheel and he's trying to shoot the, the deer that he had promised to Michonne. And yes, the, the deer looks transparent. And you know the funny it's thing fake is as hell. when we first saw it, like I, I felt I, like the I image even... of the deer was in my eyeball, but I didn't register that it was really bad until Scott said something and I looked at it again online and oh my god, it's bad. It's just, really bad. You know, I it's knew fuzzy. it was so bad when when all these walkers are walking up behind the deer and the deer doesn't react. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was just it was just kind of it was really blurry, and I noticed that from just, the first take. But bad, I did such a bad job. Come on, guys. It was like CGI. a see through deer. Well, anyways, that was, that that was something that blew up all over the internet. I think too, as well. Which was which was a shame too, because the whole scene with Michonne breaking down because she thought Rick was dead. I was I was laughing so hard I couldn't get into the scene. Oh, well then you, that you, is you, unfortunate. So when the walkers were eating something, you're like, it couldn't have been that deer because that thing was fake as hell. It's <laughs> they would have walked right through it. <laughs> <laughs> it was an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, oh, I don't want to be AMC. Up. You got to do better. I'm sorry. Got to do better. Anyway, so let's get back to the episode. What did you think, Kim? I really like this episode. I thought it had a little bit of humor, had a little bit of love, and then you had Rosita. (laughs) (laughs) Which was neither humor nor love. (laughs) Neither. (laughs) But it reminded me of the episode with Rick and Daryl and Jesus when they were doing the Benny Hill scene in the field. Mm. Oh, yeah, right. I forgot about that, the Benny Hill. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Yeah. In comparison. Thank you. Yeah, it did remind me of that because... Rick and Michonne were pretty funny this time, and and mm-hmm. they were out for like a joyride out in their van, and then they come upon this carnival, and they're getting it on left and right, and they find all this food, and it's like the best thing in the entire world, and they had fun, and it was uh-huh. nice to have a fun episode again, don't you think? That's yeah, I, that's fine. I I can appreciate <laughs> that. I. D- I didn't think it was one of the better episodes, honestly, because it was it was a little goofy at times. It, it was, was a goofy, lot of goofy, but I liked it. I liked it. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it up there as one of the top ones this season. That's for sure. But did you like it? I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was okay. Okay. I was too. It was okay. It was okay. I, um, I the humor was great. I enjoyed a lot of that. I like to see them finally get some good fortune, fall their way, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I thought Rick and Michonne's dialogue was a little, I don't know, overdone. Wasn't that great. <laughs> um, I did think they had fun with the when they found the MREs. Yeah, yeah. That was, that now, was hilarious. I think part, there were scenes that were good, and I think there were scenes that were just kind of like unneeded. And, and I think, like you're saying with the dialogue, it was kind of like they were having the same conversation over and over 
on yeah. certain on certain aspects. Exactly. Yeah, and then exactly. there was, and it was so just kind much, of drawn out. Yeah, there was so much good fortune that it was like, okay, come on. <laughs> like this is getting a little ridiculous. Well, like that everything like it's like, oh, they fall through a roof and oh there's food and there's guns. And they land on the bed. Yeah, there's the deer <laughs> and I, and, that's really funny. And I also thought you know what, but I also thought the, the scene with uh Rosita and Father Gabriel was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I agree. still Father Gabriel's uh character still has still keeps developing more depth all the time. Yeah. I think, you know, he's he's become the sage wizard of the uh of the uh alexandria because mm-hmm. i mean he even you know turns rosita's words around against her yeah you know and you know so i so i thought that was great but then again i get so tired of damn rosita mm-hmm. i mean oh my god although i'm curious with her just i just want to see what where she's fitting in this puzzle well, i'm glad that i'm glad tara gave her some lip yeah um that was good that was good tara scene was good too Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's, there were there were definitely a lot of, of pluses uh-huh. in the show, but for for some reason I think it it just didn't I wasn't it was it didn't really hit me too much until no, the end. I, I actually the the yeah the beginning and middle of the show, eh, and at the end there was a lot of good stuff I thought that happened. And maybe that's what it was. Hmm. I okay. agree. I mean, I think you know everything up until we got to the carnival was, you know. I don't know. It wasn't like it was really grabbing me. Um, I was happy to see Rick and Michonne getting away and not having to deal with stuff, but it wasn't like it was real interesting. Once we got to the carnival and so forth, it got interesting. And then, of course, they threw that fake deer in there, and that kind of killed everything for it. And then, you know, and then the ending setups for the next episodes, I think, worked well. Yeah, and I think that that's why we needed a fun episode like this one because I think pretty soon things are going to get pretty hairy and gruesome again. Uh-huh. But I don't think, you know, I think, though, Kim, that, that you're, you're right, that episode. But, you know, I think that episode is kind of indicative of this this second half of the season in a lot of respects because there is so much more positive going on. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, and this one was kind of more of a lighthearted look at the positive aspects of it but it's you know the whole se- the second half of the season has been building in the positive direction well they have hope again i think it, yeah and i think it continues to mm-hmm. i mean it's just nice to see some people actually enjoying life even though this specter of negan is hanging over everybody's heads and what the future could be could bring with him in their lives it's nice to see that they can you know just live and Live and let live, basically. Well, mm-hmm. You know the other thing that I wanted to see some development out of, which I don't think is going to be more than just that her- herd of zombies that was coming out of the carnival, was when they were looking at all the ammo that was on the ground, all the shells, not the ammo, but the mm-hmm. shells that were on the ground, and they were saying something really bad has happened here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I felt like something more, yeah, was, was going to come out of that. But yeah, it was very well, foreboding. Well, but especially nothing. since you even see you even see Rick when he's um, on the Ferris wheel. He looks over at the walkers coming out, and they're all tied up. Yeah, what's their up hands that? are all right. tied? Yeah, yeah. You know, which which serves you know in your mind, you're like, hmm, what the hell was going on here? Because they wouldn't have tied up walkers like that. Right. Right. They would have tied up people like that. Mm-hmm. So what the hell happened? But then it just kind of got pushed to the side. Yeah. And we'll probably never. It was find a non-story. Out. Yeah, it was a non-story, which was too bad because it was it was a you know it was one of those really 
kooky situations that you really wanted to dig deeper into. I mean, here you are, you're at a high school, you're in a, there's a carnival there. Military's there. Military's there. Evidently they camped out there. There was civilians around, but it doesn't look like walkers attacked them. It looked like they attacked each other. You got civilians tied up. You know, what the hell happened here? I mean, it kind of leaves you wanting more, though. I kind of like that they didn't. That's what we mean. Yeah, yeah, That's exactly what we mean. I like that they didn't tell you everything because, I mean, here we are in Negan's world. Who knows? Maybe some of of the people from Negan's um, saviors originated from this group, and they were badasses back then and just cutting their teeth, and that's why those guys were tied up and they attacked them for their guns or something. You know, you can make up all kinds of stories in your head about what happened. Uh-huh. But that's the cool part. Okay, yeah. quick quick question though. They are they got everything out of that school, right? They're not going back there anymore. We don't know. They were only in a van. They had a bunch. They of had the stuff van there. filled up, but there looked like there was a lot more yeah. stuff there. Okay, so- keep this keep this in mind too, Stu. That they may not have taken everything because they don't want Negan to know they have everything exactly. either. Exactly. So they may not even want the people in Alexandria to know yeah. how, much how much stuff was there. in there. This is there now their storehouse, so that Negan won't get it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's good. So there could be more development, I guess, is my point. Mm-hmm. They, they could be yes, going back there and find out some true. more. Yep, that's very true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, and by the way, I love that they didn't even have to tell us what happened to those two uh, saviors that they found when they got the batteries. Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> I thought for sure we would see a fight scene, but I'm glad that they just cut away and showed us the after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just took them out, which I thought was great. But do we know they took them out? We don't know that, I'm do we? sure they, they took got them out. the stuff. I mean, they could have just snuck up into their van and gotten their batteries, don't you think? Well, at first I, I thought it. when they were driving, I thought they were in the truck that the Saviors had, but they weren't. You know, I thought, oh, well, mm-hmm. they yeah. they definitely took them out. But, um, yeah, that's, it's a question. They were but, pretty happy with themselves. I have a feeling they took them out. Yeah, they looked pretty thrilled. You know, and Negan, you know, these are just some, some Saviors that are out in the countryside. Negan's not going to be able to pin them on that. That's true. That's true. They just got taken out by somebody in the countryside. It was a safe annihilation. Out there hitting golf balls. Hmm. No, I think they I think they took them down. Okay. Okay, I will have to say one one of the best scenes though was when Rick is going to plug that hole with the car w- with the oh. yeah, in the fence and they're kind of fighting over who's going to do it and who's, you know. Yes, right. And um he runs over there and he has no idea that that walker is like through the windshield and he goes like grab for the steering wheel. He's like, Oh God, <laughs> what the hell? And then like they had that whole scene where he's just like pulling piece after piece off of that walker, trying to get him <laughs> yeah. out of the windshield. That's pretty gruesome. <laughs> I thought the, I thought even before that, though, story, it was hilarious when he looks over at Michonne, you know, they're talking about how many walkers they got out there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it looks like eight or nine. And she's like eight or nine. He goes, come on, eight or nine. You can take that. Yeah. yeah. He, he you says know? you can take eight. You can take eight. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when he was when he was pulling the walker out of the windshield, I said that reminded me of something. But what was that? I know you got your foot stuck in a fence. Cleaning up after the children. No. Mm. Toilet problems. No, no, no. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> but was, all of them were throwing up all at once. <laughs> I thought it was funny when they showed that walker's face from the inside of the car, and Rick is pulling him. I think that's when he pulled his waist apart, and he kind of yeah. looks at him like, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Cut it out. Cut it out. What are you doing? Stop it back there. And then they, you know, and then, of course, they, they, uh, the car has no brakes, 
So they, they roll right past the hole. And Michonne... Oh, and then, of course, the one walker's gun starts going off. Oh, right, it's right, right. All the poles. And Michonne jumps in the back. And I just thought it was funny that they're all surrounded by him. And, and you hear Rick go, well, that was still it was still a good plan. And she goes, yeah, it was a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> How did she get into the main part of the car? Well, it goes back through the back seat. Oh, it, it's one of those that pops down. Yeah. Because yeah. that was kind of shocking when she just popped out of the roof. With him. Hmm. Yeah, luckily they had a, a door between the trunk and the back Yeah, they seat. would have been screwed if yeah. they didn't. I loved, i tell you one thing I loved in the carnival scene. I, st- I still am thrilled with the uh, with the Creepshow tribute walker. Right. I, m- I was meant to, meaning to bring that up. But too bad that they, what? <laughs> That's all, folks. But too bad they only showed it from the side and not head oh, on know, like still. they did in the and Nicotero's tweet. But yeah. if if people listened to our podcast last week, they knew to expect it. Yeah. So they would have recognized it. And I saw a side-by-side tonight. I think Nicotero tweeted this out, too. I'm not sure. But it was of the original cover for the Creepshow movie. Mm-hmm. With the guy in the booth. And that compared to this one, it was a split screen compared to this zombie. Yeah. It yeah. looked dead on. Very cool. It was very, very cool. cool. Mm-hmm. I love those kind of tributes. He's he's posted a couple other tributes I saw on there from their shows, but um, I didn't recognize some of the stuff he was talking about. Some of them were like tributes to other special effects guys and stuff like that. I don't know who they are, but well, incidentally, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that Romero had directed that movie Creep Show. Mm-hmm. Oh Not yeah, really. and so Stephen King just did the screenplay for it. He wrote the stories. Right. Yes, he wrote right. the stories. He wrote the screenplay. the screenplay. Right. And then. Mm-hmm. Romero directed it, so it was kind of like yes. a, a tribute to both of them, because mm-hmm. he got his t- Nicotero mm-hmm. got his start with Romero. That's very true. Yes. Yep. yep. Exactly. So that was very cool. So, what do you think about Rosita? Oh come on! Little I think I think we Rosita. I think we hinted at what we thought about Rosita. Getting a little old. But do you think her end is near? I kind of think her end is near. Well, I mean, they said that at the end. That the, that when when she took off with Sasha, she said, "Yeah, we're not coming back from this." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but, but how many here. times have we heard our characters say that they're not coming back from this? Oh yeah, I don't yeah, think and I don't then think they come back end. from this. Um, we also know that Sasha just started the Star Trek show. Oh, did she? That pre yeah, I reported That's on that right. a few episodes That's right. ago. You mentioned that comes that, out you? in May. <laughs> uh-huh. See, I think you're spoiling there a little bit, Kim. I don't think so. I've already reported about this. Everybody knows about this by now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Sasha's gone. <laughs> I think those two are planning on going out in a blaze of glory. Yeah. My guess is they don't get Negan. No, of course not. But they That's get maybe some of his his uh, lieutenants. I'm hoping they shoot like some sort of gas tank where there's like a big ball of fire and lots of destruction. And- They've already done that. They got to okay. do something else. They do things multiple times all the time. <laughs> Come on, that's too easy. <laughs> I hope they throw a nuclear bomb in there. I hope they feed a CGI deer with a ton of dynamite and lead it in the middle of Negan's complex and then shoot it and blow it up. That would be outstanding. And then they like show one of Negan's guys with like a deer hoof sticking out of his neck. <laughs> CG, CGI deer. CG, but he's still eating a sandwich. They have Mr. Big Big Smile. What's, what's his name? Uh, Negan's lieutenant with the big smile. Oh, shoot. The tall guy. You know big what I'm Simon? talking about. 
Simon. Simon? Sure. We'll I think, go with yeah, Simon. I think it's Simon. <laughs> yeah. We'll go with Simon on Stephen Ogg's yeah, character? Yeah, Stephen yeah. Ogg. You're right. Yes, see, see him with the hoof sticking out of that big mouth? Yeah. Or he's just got it in a sandwich and he's eating it. <laughs> it blows his sandwich out and then he's holding that instead. Exactly. <laughs> I, you know, I'm kind of wondering why... Um, and maybe it's because Rosita keeps going back to Father Gabriel. I'm kind of wondering why Father Gabriel keeps talking about how important she is to everything. Well, but because maybe... he knows she's a badass. He knows she's a warrior. And and she's got a lot of anger. And he's just trying to direct that anger to the war to come. Right. He's trying to keep her, her on a leash long enough that she could be, you know, use all that energy to go after Negan and people. And Let in, her go. In all honesty. Well, I don't think he can stop her now. Every person in Alexandria is important to the fight. They have all got a job to do. Like mm-hmm. Herschel used to say, we've all got a job to do, and this is your job right now. And Rosita's job is to, to fight. Mm-hmm. And she's really good at it. And, and she's, she's got a shitload off. of anger, and Father Gabriel knows that. But I think, I think that's kind of what Father Gabriel was saying in the thing. You know, when he said, uh, and look at you, you listen to a fool. Yeah. You know, when he ended the conversation, he was kind of writing her off, I think. He was kind of saying, you know, you're on your own now. You go ahead. That's the impression I got, too. And that's why she left. You know, they both pretty much, you know, as they said, we're not going to be taken alive. I think that's probably actually how things are going to go down. And I do think, I think Negan's going to get rattled. I think he's going to lose some people. Um, and maybe, get really you know, maybe off. like Simon, like we were saying. So that's where these two will really start making Negan's people get a, you know, it may cause Negan to get sloppy. Well, I think it's going to cause Negan to start this all out war a lot faster than what would normally have have happened and force Rick and the Alexandrians and everybody else yeah. that's on their side to actually take action. Yeah, and I agree. To They're going to escalate the timetable. Yeah. 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 So which is this, wrong. This whole idea that Jadis needs more guns like why mm-hmm. why do you need more guns but this whole idea is just gonna go away because they gotta fight now do, do, does jadis's people do they have like a quota on words <laughs> i mean are they are they you know do they pay by the word is that what it is <laughs> not I enough believe. guns I we'll fight that, for you with more that group is so fascinating it's so freaking that is weird. It pretty, is fascinating. Okay. How did they devolve over the years? <laughs> they they have Why did they, they have one video. They have one video that they watch every night. And that's Elf? Mad Max Thunderdome. Oh, oh gotcha. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. That's all they watch every night. That's why they that's why they're in that's why they're in Virginia, but they sound like they're in Australia. Yeah. That's a good point. That's all they I do. They watch right. that same damn video. They're, all their outfits are based on it. I bet you're right. That would be hilarious if they actually showed that. If they showed Rick walking through the camp and everybody was sitting in a corner watching Thunderdome. <laughs> 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 that would be funny as hell. Do they have any vehicles? Not that I saw. I don't think they leave. The, I don't think they leave their place very often. No, they got carpets. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Carpets, lots, but that was what I said in the last podcast. If you're going to be going out and risking your in, your life and everything you have, mm-hmm. you better know at least what you're risking for, mm-hmm. and not like the people you're risking for, whatever. Like, 
what's the promise here that you've made? What is this, mm-hmm. you know, what is this contract you've made with these people when they, and they go through all this shit and they come back and they're like, yeah, that's half of what we need. But not only that, why would Rick lead them with the guns? I mean, I would have At said, well, I would have said, some. he negotiated. No, no, I wouldn't have left them any. I would have said, okay, well, I'm holding on to these until it's time for the battle. What were the, what were the, you know, what were the junkyard dogs going to do? They didn't have the guns. Rick had the guns. I mean, I would have just said, okay, well, we'll have our deal when we get all the guns together. String them along. Well, and I think he he tried to argue that, though, didn't he? Didn't he say he was like, no, at first, and they're like, no, we're keeping them? And then that's when he started negotiating back and forth, and they talked about the cat sculpture. <laughs> I think he's, Which I thought I was actually Rick, a great one. It was. Rick, it was. It was very, uh, especially since he upped the ante as soon as he heard the cat, cat yes. sculpture. Yes, he said, okay, well, not 10, then I get the... I keep the cat sculpture and I get 20. Yeah. Exactly. But to me, I think he already knows that they're in. They really want those guns bad. They could walk away from the table and they and these junkyard dog people are going to come finding them. Well, they know where they live. Uh-huh. But I mean, they'll come back to them because they'll they'll still want the deal. Of course. Of course. But I don't think that they're dangerous, you know. How would you know? How would you know that? I mean, there's nothing There's nothing that has happened between Rick and this group that has led you to believe anything other than how can you trust these people? They've not given you any reason to trust them. No. Just because you don't trust them or they can't be trusted doesn't mean they're going to do something bad. I mean, they've got no, the, but the you would hand guy, over, but they killed but him. You have, you found six, you found 60-something guns. You're going to hand them over to these people that you have no reason to oh, trust no, no, no. in any way? I totally agree with you on that. No, I totally agree with you. And they barely speak English anymore. Right. They're weird. Use your words. Yeah. People. It's like preschool. It is. Yeah. Okay, so Rick did not seem that upset about the whole situation, though, when they were like, well, this is only half of what we need. He seemed, like, kind of upset. So going back to the discussion we had before where they have the the um, possibly a storehouse of other stuff that's back at this school, do you think that he they just left a bunch more guns back at the school and they can just go grab them? I think they brought the guns. You think they brought think, everything they had? Yeah, I think food-wise and stuff that they would have to give up to Negan, I think they may didn't maybe didn't bring all that because there were some seriously large pallets of stuff. Yeah, in that's it. what I was going to say. Yeah, there were pallets. So there's there's no not enough. Been you, yeah, you wouldn't be able to get it all in that van. Yeah, but they also uh, they just ate like hell that night, which it looked sure. like they did. There were like mm-hmm. packets everywhere. There was a lot of belching. Yeah, I, 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 I would not want to be in that van the next morning. With the chili back, oi. <laughs> no. There, but they did say they were going to give some of those guns over to Negan. He, uh, Rick and Michonne were talking about uh-huh. it. And uh-huh. they they agreed that they were going to give some to Negan. So yeah, they just must some have, to pacify him. Yeah, but if they give some to Negan, here's my thing. Uh-huh. Then Negan knows some. they found some guns. And then uh-huh. they're going to be like, I mean, if you're Negan, you're smart to think this they, is not all the guns. Right. They've got they guns keep, and we've already them? told them that they're not allowed to have guns. Right. right. So. Yeah. But but then again, if you're if you're if you're Negan and you've had your people scouring the countryside and so forth, you know, there people find guns. That and many? if they don't give over any guns, then that means that it would lead him to think that they're keeping guns. Right. And. They're giving them something to appease them because they, I mean. Yeah. As long as they don't have the rest of the guns in the, in Alexandria with them. 
in order to them for them to build their forces with the junkyard people and everybody else, they're going to need to at some point give them what they've promised, which is, you know, some more supplies and whatever. And the guns could be part, part of that. And if they're giving every, everything over to Jadis's group, they're not going to have any guns. So go ahead, search Alexandria, you know, you know, you know, the one thing that occurs to me right now that, that kind of surprises me considering how big, um, Negan's group is and how he's got these communities working for him. Why doesn't Negan have spies out there? Oh, following the groups? Well, not only that, in the communities. You know, I mean, why would he not have somebody in Hilltop or in, you know, uh, the kingdom or in the junkyard dogs? If you mm-hmm. want to go there, you know. Well, thankfully, he doesn't know about the junkyard dogs. Well, that's true. They You're right. Me- yes. They don't mess right. with anybody. No, they don't bother. They don't bother. They so don't bother. therefore, they've they've kept under the radar. So, but how would Rick know that they don't have any spies in there? Because Negan's not there, beating the shit out of him at that yeah. point. Yeah, I but don't I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's a good it's a good idea, but I know like the groups like Alexandria, for example, Hilltop is a little bit different, but. Alexandria doesn't see too many new people and they're very um, uh-huh. apprehensive when new people do approach. So they would be less trusting of people and wouldn't let them alone. And then if um, if he just staged people like, I'm going to leave this guy here to watch you guys and make sure you're not up to no good, again, he could be murdered in the middle of the night. But we, but he's been he's been dealing with they've been dealing with uh, Alexander or uh, the hilltop in the kingdom for a while. Yeah. Okay. And we know that the hilltop and the kingdom are taking in new people because they took Rick and his group in. Right. That's what I'm saying. They're different than. Yeah. So it stand a reason for me that that there have to be some spies in there. Um. And did are we sure that the that the junkyard dogs have not had any um, contact with the saviors? No. I'm trying to remember their dialogue originally. They, I, I don't think they were unaware of the saviors. Well, I mean, the original dialogue was um, that uh, Jadis said, you belong to us now. Do you want to buy back your freedom? And, and Rick said, no, actually, we belong to the saviors. But they didn't say like they didn't know who the saviors were. I think they went to a commercial break. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, get your uh, canned fruit here. <laughs> but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me that, again, why would the junkyard dogs be so trusting of Rick and his people that there was this group, the saviors out there, if they've never seen them? Why would you strike up this deal if you if you don't even know if this, you know, you're taking Rick and his group to, at their word that there's these saviors that own them? I don't know. I mean, I, I think I always had the impression that they knew who the saviors were. That's what I was thinking, too. Now, I don't know if anything's necessarily bad has happened between them. I'm sure something has happened. But I I just feel like a lot of the groups in that area that they're going to come across know who the saviors are. Well, they uh, well okay. We have already... That maybe the Alexandrians are the last ones to figure out who the saviors right. are. Right. And because they were, you know, in a lot of respects, they were farther away, I think, than most of these other groups. Yeah, and they didn't go outside the walls very much. Exactly. Hell, they didn't know that anything was outside the walls. Exactly. And they had this tracker guy with the boots that started this whole thing out, that captured Gabriel and brought him back to their place. Which uh, my point though is is that if 
if they've had any connection or they've had any you know exposure to what the saviors are and so forth why why would rick not suspect that maybe there's a savior spy in there and it's a big thing to give up that you're hoarding all these guns I and think, hooking up yeah, with I, another group. I think you're right. There, why wouldn't you think that there was one in the kingdom? Why wouldn't you think there was one in the hilltop? Right. But even easier than planting someone within those communities, why wouldn't you think that there's some tracker out there that's part of the saviors oh, yeah. that's just out in the woods? That's right, watching. watching. And why wouldn't he have someone doing that, except mm-hmm. for the fact that he's not able to make a sandwich all the time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I know he is. You know he has to be because he's even said to Rick, you know, before when they've talked about supplies and guns, you sure you don't have anything like buried out in the woods? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. He knows that they could hide the stuff. Why wouldn't he have somebody watching the community? I don't know. It's a good question. It's a big hole in the plot line. Well, okay. I don't know if it's going to get solved anytime soon. <laughs> Scott, I, I hear your, your question. I think it's a good question. I have a big hole in my tooth, so I'm going to point out the big hole in the plot line. I think it's a a fabulous question. Now we're going to move on. Hmm. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so what do you think about the conversation that Rick and Michonne had in the car where Rick is like, you know, you have to get used to the idea that somebody is going to die when we go up against the saviors. Do you think that Michonne... Should be accepting of that, or of course, I th- you know I thought the, I thought the good part about it was that he um, he said if I, if you died I I would accept that, you know. I thought because that was kind of was... bad, like raw. Why? Because I would have been like, you're gonna just move on if I die. Of course, fuck I, you, man. That's the whole point. The someone the people are gonna die. I know, and that's it's and just the, a harsh reality. But he was trying to he was trying to make it harsh because it's he was true. saying if he died. She would need to move on. I know. So it's you know it's the opposite side of the coin. But well, it was a follow up. It was follow up to their conversation about you know if he were to lead, she'd have to lead with him. Mm-hmm. But right. to me, the whole conversation was a little silly because they've been they've been operating in this society for how long now, and that's pretty much the day to day deal. You know that you could you could lose your spouse at any time. You could lose your partner at any time. That's just the way it is. Yeah, but you know that when you go up against someone like Negan, your odds are greatly increased that somebody is going to die. A lot of people are going to die. And I think that's what he's getting at. But this is news. I know, but when she froze the way she did, which actually was rather shocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't think it was in character, to tell you the truth. I did. I did. Because it reminded me of when we first met her and she had her... um her boy toy slaves and she was is that what we're calling them (laughs) her zombie slaves one was her boyfriend okay um you know and she's talking about her son who died andre and how she lost him right she she was in shock right and and she kind of you know like melted down a little bit and that's when she started following the walker herds and covering herself in walker guts and just kind of going with the flow so it does make sense that she reacted that way because she's very deep person because she's just now starting to form a real attachment to somebody yes a deep well, attachment. Exactly. but i mean you you saw her soften up ever since she went into alexandrian she yes. became the police officer for alexandrian because she's- and at that point her character changed to where it was like Wait, is this the same person? Yeah, she um, she finally found a home. 
Right. She, when she hit uh, Rick over the head when he was going crazy after beating With the gun. That, yeah, with the gun after beating that dude up. Porch dick. Yeah. Porch dick. So, yeah, there's another side to her, for sure. And she's been like that most of this time. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, eh, I don't know. I, I was a little surprised, too, that she wouldn't be, like, accepting of the fact that, okay, well, he, he could die, too. Except for the fact that they... She finally has something to live for, for mm-hmm. real, which is him. Well, yeah. I, I still think, though, that it seems like it's the, you know, it's the day-to-day norm with this group. I mean, with all the people they lose all the time. Yeah, you got to think every day you I wake up that there's a chance yeah, that you're going to die. I don't think, I don't see why they have to have this deep conversation about, you know, well, the other's going to have to lead. See, here's where I think the significance of this entire episode is, where especially with the title called Say Yes. I think this is the first time that she has realized how much Rick means to her. And when she and she didn't know that until she thought that he was dead. Because they have obviously well, gotten right. closer, you know, over the last few episodes. And um I mean, I think we always knew he was important to her, but now she's like Totally in love with him. Like, he oh, is her everything. Gotten, oh, they've gotten closer. Can bow, you sing that? Bow, bow. No, I'm not going to sing that. <laughs> and that's why I think that scene, the 16 Candles scene, was significant because it was almost mm-hmm. like a proposal and an acceptance of a proposal for the two of them to stay together and to stay connected for the rest of their lives. Is this when they're eating the ready-to-eats? Yes. The yes. Murray's. Yeah, for did, sure. Did, 16 Candles. Okay. Mm-hmm. That scene was actually based on a scene from Sixteen Candles. I know. I it was in the thing after the show. Yes. I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. Nicotero did that. They just purpose. they just called it one Bunsen burner, but yes. nonetheless, <laughs> that's a good one, Scott. Thank you. <laughs> but no, I think that's why this is a huge turning point because now they both know what they mean to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. You're and right. Accepting of it. Yep. So so that's why it's hard for her to be like. I can't live without you. I my life would be over without you. Even though she's comes off as a super strong person. And he's coming back with You're killing me here. Cut it mm-hmm. out. <laughs> Do you know I'm how difficult it is here. to work with two men on this podcast? <laughs> That's why you're here then. When it comes to female emotions. Oh, could you imagine this podcast if it was just me and Stu? Oh it would be God. going nowhere. Yeah. I know. It'd be like, Man, I wish I'd seen more killing tonight. <laughs> God damn it. Wish I had Ridiculous. Some chili and mac and cheese thing they were eating. Mm. <laughs> that you talk about the gift that keeps on giving. Wow. Yeah, for real. For real, for real, for real, for real. That would so, have a lot of stick around to it. So it makes me wonder too if Michonne will get pregnant. Do you think she'll get knocked up someday? <laughs> because he's all about Judith that's and like a, Glenn and Maggie's baby. We gotta do it sense, for them. On oh, my scale of things I care about, that is really, really low. <laughs> they have all these Uh, things to live for let's add another one in there okay does that mean if so she gets pregnant does that mean we only get to see her three times or three episodes through a whole season like we've been able to see maggie yes 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 and we'll probably find out about it right before they go to war with negan and then rick will be like frazzled and i can't do it god i hope not I hope not. <laughs> Speaking of frazzled, what did you think about when when okay Rick falls off the Ferris wheel? Mm-hmm. Yes, and it almost hits the fake deer. Almost hits the fake deer, but the fake deer he just went right through him because he was invisible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hologram. 
But then Michonne goes over there and she drops the katana sword and she's just uh-huh. staring, standing there. Yeah. She went what shot. were you thinking at that scene? I knew he wasn't dead. I mean, that was stupid. Yeah. I'm thinking he's chomping on a deer and she doesn't realize it. That's what I was thinking at that scene. Yes. Yeah, that's Which what I was is thinking. Too. What it was. I think it was silly that he busted out of that box. Yeah. <laughs> that door, was... door number two? Yes. <laughs> well, I thought it was silly he didn't say anything the whole time. She hears him calling, Rick, Rick. I thought he went, Rick. And he's in the box and he goes, I'm fine. Get Carl. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that was, I mean, that was silly. And then it when was. he threw the sword to her and all of a sudden she's, woo, back in gear again. Let's go. Yeah. And she chops like two heads off. Yes. Right away. I wanted to hear the $6 million man. No, 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 Yeah. Ding, ding. That was such a corny scene. I mean, God almighty. That was bad. And it could have been so much better. I know. Yes, it like, was so lame. That was a good starting of a scene, and then they just <laughs> totally destroyed the it. The only thing I thought of during, and again, it maybe it's because we're doing the podcast all the time, is that <clears throat> would anybody believe that that was actually Rick being eaten? Like, like really? The audience, you mean? Yes. Would anybody be like, I, like I wasn't thinking, oh, poor Rick. You like, have to be time. a moron. Or oh somebody God, who doesn't watch the show Rick. regularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, exactly. Like, maybe yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, there's no way they would kill Rick well, that easily. I Although think, when he I think, fell off the Ferris wheel, it's kind of funny. Yes. Yeah. Because he was just like, and disappeared. And that scene <laughs> reminded me of, um, uh, oh my Pretty God. Pretty in pink? No, no, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go Johnny Hughes all over you. <laughs> the um, Woody Harrelson zombie <laughs> show. Oh, you know, Zombieland? Oh, yes, Zombieland, the thank circus. you. Oh, yes. yeah, where it's just kind of a silly move all of a sudden. Like, yes. all of a sudden, something just falls down. Yeah, okay. and they get stuck up on the the, um, the, yeah, the ride the that shoots them straight up. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Breakfast Club. No, it's not a John Hughes montage. Like, oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> You should do nothing but John Hughes music or, or for the, the whole should. thing. The Cure. Yeah. Something like <laughs> exactly. Echo and the Bunny Men. Don't you forget <laughs> about me. Tears for fears. Yeah, I'll right. be alone. <laughs> dancing, you know it, baby. Echo and the Bunny Men. Did you That's say That's what I just okay. said. Okay. No, I didn't, but Echo and the Bunny Men okay. should be thought of. Yes, for reals. So I do have a little bit of trivia that I found on the Walking Dead wiki. Um, and if you've never gone on the Walking Dead wiki, it's fabulous, and it gives you all kind of information about the, both the comic and the show. Is that a web page? What is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like a Wikipedia page, mm-hmm. but it's the Walking Dead wiki. Right. It's really good. Is it Wikipedia? It's wicked. Okay. All right. My wiki's been giving me trouble all day. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Mine, mine itches. <laughs> You need some powder. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. So there were several references to previous seasons in this episode. When the two um, saviors were golfing, that harkens back to when the governor was playing Ah, golf. On top of the RV. Yes. On top of the RV. With Martinez. The school that they were in is uh, a callback to the school that the Terminus group was at when they were eating Bob's leg. Oh, you know, you know, it's funny. They say that, but you know what I was thinking of when I thought of the school? I was thinking of the the grocery store that they fell into. Oh, well, that Remember was the different. Hell, what was that? The something mark? The quickie mark? The, yeah, the red they, dot or something? That had the helicopter on top yeah. of it mm-hmm. and the roof gave out? Yep, yeah, that was one of the ones I was going to say. The try and save? The try and save. I just remember it had a lot of sweet water beer in there. Yes. Yes. Uh, the big spot, sorry. 
That was we that refers. That, we actually. did go and see that in person. It refers to the big spot in 30 days without an accident. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, the toy gun that Rosita finds with the gruesome walker. That was a really cool walker. And she oh, slid his throat yeah. and then the it just shot walker? all over her face. Yeah. The pus, pus yes. neck. Yes. Yes. That's gross. That That's gross. refers to Axel's story. It, that reminded me of the well walker. It did remind me of the well walker too. Mm-hmm. For sure. But how does it refer to Axel's story? Um... Okay, this refers to Axel's story to Carol about robbing the gas station with a toy gun. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, he was telling her about that. Rosita saying, you don't know shit about shit. When she said that to Father Uh Gabriel, that's something Uh that Abraham used to say all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I figured that one. I picked, picked that one up. I already talked about the big spot. There is a scene at the end of the episode when Rick mentioned to Michonne that Glenn saved his life and guts. That was the season, the second Uh episode of season one. And then the first shot of the episode is a reused shot from Thank You when Michonne, Heath, and Scott are walking through the woods trying to get back to Alexandria. Mm-hmm. I mean, where they're just strolling through the woods and she got that grin on her face? Yeah. Right. And then, um, let's see. The, the same episode is referenced when Rick and Michonne were standing back-to-back on, this, on the car, and that harkens back to when Glenn and Nicholas were on the dumpster. Mm-hmm. And that's when mm-hmm. Glenn, the famous dumpster dive scene. Right. And I thought of that when they were on the car and I was thinking, boy, they got away pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> and they actually Glenn jumped off of it. Wow. I know. They what kick one guy and then they idea. could run down to the hood and jump off. Yes. Hmm. Glenn could probably have done that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I thought that was really cool um, information. And then, of course, the whole 16 Candles thing was actually based on 16 Candles. Okay. Okay. Uh, Based on your your wiki thing there, did they have this much for each episode, or is this one just packed full of things? This one is just packed full. So why did they pack so much into this one? Was it specific? Well, I mean that's the question. Why? Who directed it? You know. I do not know. I did not look. Oh, Kim. Oh, that's in your news segment, right? You're gonna give that to us, Henry. No, no, sorry. (laughs) Okay. That information is on there, but I didn't look it up. Okay. No, that's 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 interesting. They are having some fun making the show, that's for sure. Yeah. So, um, why don't we take a break, and then we'll come back with our hits and misses of the episode. Okay. Sound good? Yep. All right. We'll be back in a minute. All right, everybody, we're back, and Kim is Woo. psyched up to tell us what her hit of the show was. Oh, did you Kim? say you were psyched up about this? Super psyched. Oh, okay, good. Okay. Yeah. I oh, super part. psyched. I'm Can't sorry, I forgot. Super, 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 super psyched. psyched. Super, duper. All right, so my hit is the fact that the episode included more than just the Rick Michonne storyline. I was getting tired of the one facet faceted storylines that we were having um, in the beginning of the season. And I think that they leave a lot on the table by doing that. And they 
they we had 90 minute episodes sometimes when then we were all like why are they doing that i don't understand why that was needed well we did that just last week right yeah eugene yeah exactly and so with this one they thought enough to move it along quickly especially the last part of the episode when we have both the rosita and the sasha thing and we've got tara's thing going on and Father Gabriel, like we we stuffed so much information into this one episode. Fantastic, brilliant. Let's do that again. I loved it. Okay, okay. Well, Stu, yeah. what did you think? What was your hit? Or do you want to agree with me first? No. <laughs> well, man, Kim, <laughs> um, them falling off the roof, and then uh. all of a sudden hearing them laughing. I thought yes. it was was great. That was cute. Because I think that was the that worked because they you were like, oh shit. You know, mm-hmm. oh my god, you heard the creaking of the roof and then they fell. Mm-hmm. But then you heard the laughing. And I thought that was a great, uh, great scene. Did you all think like did you know that when they moved onto that roof that that was gonna happen? Uh yeah. Well, because he was already of all the water and he was like, Oh, be careful. Yeah, Rick had already he was like, Yeah, be careful about that. And that that had happened before. Mm-hmm. Uh where and there was a shitload of water on that roof yeah. too. So you're like wondering if it's gonna be rotted out, but You know, it's funny, I, I when they first got on the roof and Rick said that, I thought that. And then I guess when they got into the dialogue about looking at the carnival and all that kind of stuff, I completely forgot about it. And then when it happened, it then down with like, Oh hey, there you go. And um I just loved Rick's face. When the thing went down, he was kind of like, whoa, whoa. Um, <laughs> it was a good scene, though, because, yeah, you did. You They they drug it along enough to where you're like, oh, they're safe now. There's no problem. And then all of a sudden it breaks. Yeah, After right. such a great moment when she shot the uh, milk yeah. bottle. Yeah. She's just playing around with the gun. And uh, and then that sudden. Well, she was so thrilled with the fact that she actually hit something. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because she had gone out in that field to to train that yeah, one time. Yeah, and she so. couldn't hit that walker to save her yeah. life. So that was a good scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good point. I forgot about that. Huh. Yeah. I agree. That was my hit too. Oh, I, really? I thought. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh God, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was a great scene, and the fact that they let it linger as long as they did before they started laughing was perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a very you know, cute scene. That was a good scene. I, I, to me, that that one made the show. That one showed the humor of the show. And their their relationship together, so yeah, yeah, kind of set it. the pace. Oh, you know so, what? If if that was if if I doubled up on your hit, do you have another one? Because I have another one. Go ahead. Okay. The moment when Rick when he started talking about how Glenn had saved him, but he couldn't save mm-hmm. Glenn. Yeah, I thought it was like a very touching scene. Oh, that is mm-hmm. touching. Yeah, I agree. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll throw one more in there, one very small one that I didn't catch it until I watched the show the second time that did actually make me laugh. That scene when um, Rick and, uh, oh God, who's the junkyard dog woman? Uh, Jada. Jadis. 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 When he, when he has that conversation with Jadis and he says, no, I'll take 20 and the cat. And he says, just say yes. Uh-huh. And she does. When he turns around and he looks back at the group, he kind of, you know, rolls his eyes like, "Well, oh, I got by that one." Yeah, right. <laughs> Which, that was hilarious. It's like, "Holy shit!" She said, "Yes." Hey, I got by that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I thought that was great. Uh, All right, awesome. Kim, how about a miss? 
Okay, and my miss, unfortunately, is the fact that the production value seems to be going downhill on this season, and I don't know what's going on, if they really do have interns that they're letting jockey the boards, or if, um, I don't know, but for a show in its seventh season, you would think that they would be top-notch, everything would be perfect, they wouldn't let leave anything untouched and that's just not happening. And it's actually getting worse. Like, we've never seen it like this before. Really? Never, ever. No way, man. I don't know. I would, I would have to go back and look at, at, at previous, like some of the first seasons. There has to be stuff that was like that. I, if it's it, first season, it can slide if it's like that. Uh-huh. Seventh season? No. They had, they had a problem with it early on um, and throughout the series at, at different times with, like, the blood splatter when they're cutting up. Um, with like putting a sword through a through a, a walker or something like that. My and I agree with you, Kim, but I'm not totally in agreement because I think they've done a wonderful job with the special effects on walkers in this episode yeah, or in this yeah. season. But that's not what um, I'm talking about, right? The CGI though, yeah, and so forth that they've done. Yeah, that's that's you got to know better than that, guys. Come on. And even like them, what was it last season when they blew up the motorcycle gang and then. The, the white van pulled up behind him way off in the distance, and it come to find out it was one of the um, set crew's van transporting mm-hmm. actors to another part of the set. Right. Fine. You you didn't see that? That's a little mishap. Okay, that's silly, but okay, fine. But this, like, they purposely did this. This is CGI. Somebody oh, yeah. created this and purposely they, put they that in there. They it as being okay. Exactly. <laughs> that's not good. Not good at all. Yeah, I, I I I can't argue with you on that one. So, I didn't really notice it until anybody said anything, honestly. I I didn't notice how bad the deer was until Scott said something, but I know like just from seeing the junkyard dogs episode what two episodes ago with the when Rick was standing on top of the pile and you see off in the distance, it looks so fake. The trash heaps look yeah. fake. Yeah. So that, that combined terrible. with the deer, it's just like, come on guys. Get it together. I mean, if you're going to do that, at least hold the camera steady enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the deer even moves, you know, in the picture. That it's, you know, I'm just kind of like, but it doesn't react to all these walkers walking up behind it. Yeah. Wow. That we was, know uh, they can do better. Yeah. Was, they can do much better. It was standing still. Ugh. It was hoping they wouldn't notice it. You're making enough money on the show. You can do a little <laughs> bit better on that, on that kind of stuff. Yeah. I know. All right. What's your miss, Stuart? My miss? Uh, my miss was how they kept having that conversation. I think I mentioned this earlier about them saying the same things over and over. Um, where he kept saying, let's just stay out a little bit longer. <laughs> and then he, he said it like four times. And she was like, don't you think we should go back? And he's like, let's stay out a little bit longer. And I was but like, don't you think he was just waiting for her to say yes? Uh, maybe. maybe she, I think he just wanted more nookie. I think, well, I think he didn't. Honestly, I think he didn't want to go. They were trying to. Delay. Well, no, they were trying to, with the dialogue, you know, beat home the point that he didn't want to go back and deal with right. what he was going to have to deal with. He wanted to keep with. having yeah. fun. He wanted, he wanted to, to stay out there fun. longer. Uh-huh. But at the same time, it's kind of weird when Michonne, during that conversation, after this has been said like four times, and Michonne's like, oh, well, you could die during this mm-hmm. if we go back and deal with Negan. Like, why wouldn't she want to be staying out there longer then? Why would she want to be, you know, heading back? so eagerly uh to help out the rest when 
there's a chance that they could both die. But remember, that scene of her freezing happened after most of those conversations of her saying, shouldn't we go back? Yeah, okay. So, so she's she's just not dealing with reality at that right. point when she's like, oh. I did, I, you know, I agree. He doesn't I, want I just to deal didn't with think reality. it was the best right. episode for dialogue. But it just seemed like there was some, like, he never gave a reasoning for why they would stay out. He's like, let's just stay a little bit longer. Like, they're on vacation, He's I guess. got kids at home. Yeah. He doesn't want to have to deal with That's them. True. He doesn't want to have to take out the trash, you know. He doesn't want to have to deal with Rosita. Yeah. Uh, that's true. I wouldn't want to go back and with deal her with her resting Rosita. bitch face, you know. Oh my god, her crankiness. Oh. Mm-hmm. Stay in your own house, bitch. But it was weird how he was delivering. He's like, let's stay a little bit longer because there is so much bad shit that they were completely ignoring while they were out there. For real. Like you know, I mean, Eugene's captured. Gone. <laughs> uh-huh. What about uh, yeah? I you know what I kept thinking about is you know, uh, your son's back there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, your daughter's back there. Maybe you want to get back and make them. sure they're okay. Yeah, but they can take care of themselves. They're within the confines of Alexandria, which yes is Olivia died. Which seems to be pierced by by Negan's people all the time. Yes, but it's not quite as bad as your friend Eugene, who's actually within their grasp. Yeah, kidnapped and their bullet maker now. I mean, how, not much that, is, how much is a Eugene a friend, though, Stu? <laughs> he's one of his people. I mean, come on. He's got right. the hair. He does have the hair. You don't right. just leave that out to dry. This yeah. is true. You have to manage it. Probably add some oils and stuff to it. Okay, yeah. that's wonderful. <laughs> All right, what's your miss, Scott? Oh, my miss is definitely the deer. Um, that was just horrendous. Uh <laughs> And, and you know, and the sad thing is, is it probably, you know, it took away from what was probably a pretty poignant um, scene afterwards when, when, when uh, Michonne flipped out because she thought Rick was dead. Yeah. But I was still laughing about the stupid deer when that happened. <laughs> you know. That's, that's one of the problems when you get all these special effects and stuff. They're actually trying to get a storyline across. And people are like, look at that stupid deer. <laughs> Maybe it was a last-minute decision to put that deer in you there. You just can't do it that way, man. You know? I'm, I'm wondering, why did he have to pull a gun out to kill that deer? Like well, that how was else just is he going to do it? Did he need that deer? He saw all those he walkers. Promised he, said, deer. he promised her a deer. I know, her it's deer. just so fucking... That part's corny as hell to me. I agree. Like, really? In the midst of a walker invasion. Yes. Yeah. Like, why don't you wait? wait? You saw the deer before. Mm-hmm. Like, wait until after all this other shit's taken care of, then go find the deer. Agreed. Well, it's like it's like when What's-Her-Name went after the... Uh, so tell someone to turn it back on. Went after the orange crushed soda can in <laughs> yeah. the car. Yeah. And fought uh, through the walker to get to it. Yeah. That's sentimental in this dirty world. Yeah, but I actually I I I buy the orange crushed soda over the deer because the deer thing uh-huh. was like it just it was stupid. Yeah, it was a little silly. Yeah, uh-huh. I would not have done that for you. Sorry, it was way too forced. I think you would have to wait on your deer. Yeah. Okay. You don't like venison anyway, Stuart. No, I'm not a big that. deer guy. <laughs> All right. Well, I am a Kim? big beer guy. Yes, yeah. you are. So, uh, Kim, do we have any uh, listener feedback to throw out there? We do. We had quite a few comments on Twitter this time. Dren Drew, hopefully I'm saying your name right, said on Twitter, I said yes to this awesome and beautiful episode. Yes, Dren. Thank you. I agree. Nice. <laughs> uh, Dakara said, enjoyed seeing the Rashon scenes. 
Strange, but nice to see smiles and laughter. Hoping Maggie will stop Sasha and, and Rosita in time. Ugh, I don't think she will. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. I, is Maggie still there? I don't even know anymore. Um, James <laughs> yeah. Sweeney said, Some other podcast used junkyard dogs. I was dying. I think Sasha is going to be Rosita's next victim of bad choices. I agree. Agreed. Mobile Dada. Again, hopefully I'm saying that right. Really good, but sad they would emotionally torture Michonne like that. And weird, there was random carnival in the middle of... Question mark, question mark. Oh, yeah. Uh, Misty Rain said, Love seeing the romance and passion Michonne finally expressed to the fans. Yep, yep. Fan Mom said, Not my fave episode, um, but the carnival set was cool. I also like the Rosita Father Gabriel scene. I agree. I thought that scene was really strong. And Frank on Crank said, Whoops, we accidentally fell on top of a giant pile of food. That can only mean weapons are nearby. Let's make sweet love. <laughs> well said. <laughs> a little too convenient. Uh, David Valentin said, uh, Rosita's destructive behavior is driving me nuts. This imbecile will destroy Rick's plan. She's going to get people killed. Yep. For sure. I think we're all in agreement on that. All agree. Yes. Yep. So, Kim, got some news to throw away? I do. Just a couple of things. There is going to be a new zombie show coming to Netflix. It's called Kingdom. And Kingdom is the second original series out of South Korea to be launched on Netflix. It's set during the Joseon period of Korea's history. That's from 1392 to 1897. So basically it's like medieval times in Korea. And like the restaurant? <laughs> I don't think so. With the horses and whatnot? Yeah. And, and yeah. eating a whole chicken? Yeah. <laughs> but medieval this, times in Korea. Okay. So this is like, yeah, this is all right. This the will story be very line, informative. Yeah, it's supposed to be really good. The storyline is that it follows a crown prince who is sent on a suicide min- mission to investigate a mysterious outbreak which leads him to the brutal truth that threatens the kingdom and possibly the world. So the director is Kim Jong-hoon, and the writer is Kim Yoon-hee, and it's supposed to come out in 2018 for eight episodes. What was the first one that came out of there? The first Netflix one? Yes. I don't know. Who said it was the second one? All right, what's up? Is it an interview? <laughs> well, they say they, the only reason I'm asking is because they say it like it's relevant. You know, this is the second one to come out of Korea. Like, oh, it must have been a good one, know, the first was, one. Well, you know, it might have been. There's been some really scary shit coming out of Asia in the past couple of decades. I know Korea is known for their dramas, which Kim are more Jong-un, like soap operas, right? Right. He's coming yeah. scary coming He's out. It's pretty of scary. Yeah. Yeah, he is. So, He's a giant baby. There are high hopes for this show, so I'm looking forward to it. I'll have to ask okay. Chong about this. He may know. Yeah, do. Ask him. The second is that there's a new zombie game also being released. So everything we have to do tonight is about entertainment. There's is it new- Korean zombies? No, no Koreans okay. this time. This game is called Whiskey in Zombies. And okay, that sounds like fun. <laughs> it's set in the Deep South. And showcases four characters that do not know each other, but find themselves suddenly in the zombie apocalypse, and they have to get along in order to survive. It's launched by the new gaming studio Nuttery Entertainment, which is produced by the animation studio Assorted Nuts. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this game will be available on PCs and on consoles and will be coming out in late 2017. Okay. So for all you zombie crazy people, there you go. Some stuff to look forward to. It is out and about. And the last little bit of news is that Rosita, Christian Serratos, is pregnant. Seriously? Yeah. With her first baby. So we're very excited for her. So congratulations. All right. Yeah, congratulations. But that means, I mean, logistically here. Yes, this is true. We're talking, I mean, we got Sasha possibly moving on to another show. Mm-hmm. Rosita. Pregnant. Although mm-hmm. Tara stayed. Tara and Sasha stayed. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Sasha did stay. Sasha yeah. had her baby, too. Yeah. So. Okay. Not necessarily the end of our characters. That's fascinating. Nope, means nothing. Scott's ready to move on. Mm-hmm. Scott does not like touching, talking about touchy-feely stuff. No. This hardly qualifies as news. Scott, do you, are you having a baby? I am not. You, say, you seem a little upset. <laughs> Hormonal. Do you need some ice cream? Possibly pickles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, next week, we'll be reviewing Season 7, Episode 13, Bury Me Here. Oosh. Things do not go as planned when the group of kingdomers, kingdomers? Kingdomers. kingdomers delivers goods <laughs> to the saviors during a routine supply drop-off. <laughs> they should have picked a better name. <laughs> Stupid kingdomers. Kingdomites. I'm going to spit my beer everywhere. <laughs> Kingdomites. All right, so who's getting buried? I don't know who's getting buried, but I think this is where... Um, I think looking at the previews, look like Carol's getting mobile. She's yeah. finally stepping into the game. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling she goes along with them on one of their drop-offs. I think they're getting ready to test out their rollerblade gear here. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're taking down. I think they're taking down that group. <laughs> Did you, I have to say the picture of Jerry with that like his <laughs> his played against sports outfit. Yes, but <laughs> <laughs> that guy is huge because he's like this huge Samoan guy yeah. with like that tiny little rollerblade. Fat man in a tiny, tiny yeah, that's right. Suit. Big man in a little coat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that's oh, funny. That's just wonderful. Yeah. So yeah, shit's getting ready to get real. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I think and, so. But that, but okay. So the the upcoming scenes though, they're actually. Getting ready to fight with the savior yep. guy who had been reasonable mm-hmm. up until now. So yes. um, now the kingdom is has a reason to join Rick and them. Probably because long-haired hippie guy from the saviors, whatever his name is, is um, getting all pissy again. Mister, give me my, give me that gun. Yes, I have a feeling they take that guy down. Yeah, I think so too. And the the other the uh, the leader guy is kind of like, oh, this has gone to a new level. All right, cool. Well, any other comments about the this past episode? Uh, it made me feel very fuzzy and warm inside. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, it made me want to go out and shoot a CGI deer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go get a CGI gun tomorrow. <laughs> uh. Thanks for listening to the Fear Me Podcast. You can download our episodes from your favorite podcast site. You can also find us on Twitter at Fear Me Pod, 
on Facebook at Fear at Facebook at Fear Me Podcast and on the web at fearmepodcast.com. You can also email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. Good night. Another good night. Good night. Better. (laughs) Much better. Thank you. All right. And that is a wrap. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.